Hey guys, if you already don't know by now, I'm on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to connect with me, just send in a request. Thank you so much to those who've been sharing my posts and tagging others. I appreciate you all so much. Now, let's get started with the show. The more you drop your discipline, the less ability you have, the less magical you are. But you don't believe that. You still think you're that. You're not. You're now tuned into Tender Love and Cash, the place where ambitious men and women turn to for business strategies that not only skyrocket their profits, but also position them to serve the masses and make money doing what they love. I'm Amber Anthony, profit booster, efficiency driver, strategy specialist, and lover of all things analytical. And I'm going to help demystify difficult topics and concepts, crunch the numbers, and use real data to craft a strategic approach that supports business owners with a solid framework to operate a well-planned cash-generating machine. I can't promise to tell you what you want to hear, but I'll guarantee you'll get the guidance you need to hear to launch, grow, and build the business of your dreams with confidence. Let's dive in. Discipline is a perishable skill. And if it's okay with you today, I would like to talk to you about what I'm going through in real time. It's day 22 for me. I got tired of my shit. I've been tired of my shit. I've been tired of my shit since 2020. 2020 is when I had to answer for a lot of the poor decisions that I had made, specifically around lack of discipline, dropping character, complacency, and even though I don't view myself in this way, an ego. I guess I thought I knew what I was doing or I thought what I was doing was enough. Of course, after having time to reflect and thankfully being able to go back to data because when you are going through that actualization and reflection, It is helpful to have quantitative data. And when I went back to the data, I realized I wasn't growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So even though I thought that this 10-year run was fantastic, the truth is the 10-year run was just constant. Now, constant was good enough, especially because I lived below my means. I do make really good decisions uh, when it comes to money. And I do my very best to operate things efficiently. Anything that's asked backwards, like I can't wrap my head around it. But that doesn't mean that I was showing up in a disciplined fashion. And I've always, again, being honest with myself, having these hard conversations with myself, I've always said, you know, I'm only living up to 10% of my potential. Like I do this standing on my head as if that was something to be proud about. But it was all I had ever imagined. So growing up, there wasn't what exists today. There wasn't the internet. You couldn't have a bird's eye view into what I consider normal people's lives who were really making shit happen, right? Back then, it legitimately was stars, athletes, and celebrities. You know, the one percenters that had these gifts that it almost just seemed unattainable. And for me, 
You know, it was Oprah and Tony Robbins. I mean, could I really see myself as an Oprah or Tony Robbins? Back then, they weren't teaching step one, step two, step three. Yeah, there were recordings. Yeah, there were some, you know, behind the scenes interviews. It gave a little light into, you know, how they climbed their amazing epic ladders. <laughs> but it, I don't know. I just, I wasn't in a place where number one, I even believed I had that capacity. And number two, it wasn't as transparent to the point where I could reverse engineer it. Now there's just so much amazing proof, social proof, and individuals that give you true, true frameworks that if you really want it, you can go and get it. But it all relies on discipline. So with that said, over the course of the years, when you start living a comfortable life, well, comfortable it is. You may skip a workout, right? I mean, I look good enough. Yeah, my body fat's high. I'm heavy. I don't exactly fit in my suits. But nobody's calling me obese. Nobody's not doing business with me because of the way that I look. I'm not ashamed of my body. It, you know, again, it's good enough. And especially when you get to your 40s, you start to really accept things that you would never accept in your 20s. And I don't know if that's good or bad either. But on top of that, you're missing your workouts. You are starting to eat more decadently because you can afford it, right? So, you know, the Waigu, the steakhouses, the sushi, you know, it's, it's on rotation. It's how you treat yourself. It's how you enjoy your time out. Of course, here comes the bottles of wine. And who doesn't love a great bottle of wine? Who doesn't want to go wine tasting to wineries now that you can afford it, where you can dress up and be social and be fabulous and enjoy the finer things in life, right? Duh, that's what we're all working towards. So here we are. Here I am. I've achieved it. I'm a business owner, not just a business owner who has a job within her business. Like, I'm a legit business owner. I don't have to operate it every day. You know, I'm not slaving in the warehouse. I'm not chained to the office desk anymore. You know, I have the income where I can choose to go on vacations or choose to go have decadent dinners. Again, this is what everybody is aspiring to achieve. But when you look up, and you realize that you are 40% body fat, and you are lazy, and you are sleeping more, and you are throwing money at problems versus actually getting in there to fix them, while you are making excuses for others, sidebar, the reason that you end up making excuses for others is because you're so busy making excuses for yourself because you were no longer that savage, hungry business person, entrepreneur that you were 10 years ago because you've gotten good at what you do. So now while you're making excuses for your shortcomings, it's easy to overlook other people's shortcomings. But before you know it, the cost becomes too high. And when you start to realize that cost and listen, it creeps up. It creeps up $520 a month over here, $1,120 a month over here. Things that you would never allow 10 years ago. Hard no. 
Now you're going, it's okay. It's okay. We'll make the money. We're going to raise the fees. We're doing fine. No, you're not doing fine. Have you looked at the data? Well, I looked at the data. I was forced to look at the data because in 2020, everything shut down for me. My entire business shut down. I chose not to take an income in 2020. Expenses were still constant. Everybody still got paid. Fine, three funds got handled. Our overhead still got paid. Our payroll still got paid. But in looking at the numbers in 2020 to present, because obviously there was a rebuild, not just for my industry, but for many industries as well, I had to sit and look at the numbers, the efficiencies. What are our averages? What are our retention? What is it costing to acquire new sales? Why aren't we retaining? What's broken? And then, of course, all the costs have gone up. You guys are dealing with the same inflation. And my business relies on travel. Travel costs are ridiculous. My business relies on, of course, human capital. Everybody wants to be paid more. My business relies on food and beverage. That, of course, has gone up astronomically. So what do I do? I have to raise prices in relation to cover the cost. But guess what? I'm not making any more sales today than I was seven years ago. So just like I said, if your business is not growing, it's dying. So what are we doing to improve things? Well, that's the conversation. So when you, when you as a leader, you as the business owner, and you as the head of your household, when you drop your discipline, everybody around you follows suit. It becomes heavier. The holes become larger. There's only one way to fix it. And that fixing is with you. So even though this has been on my radar since 2021, I have had a hell of a time healing. We are halfway through 2023 and I am so angry with myself because I cannot believe it has been two years and I just fully recommitted 21 days ago. You know, I had a good like four months stint beginning of 2021. I aligned myself with a mentor. I have, I have many mentors based on the seasons that I'm going through. So full transparency in 2021, I showed up at the gym four in the morning to introduce myself to a crazy mindset coach named Wes Watson. He is absolutely incredible. And I went on a four month stint of really embodying all of those philosophies and teachings, but it's hard. It's a hard way of life. It's a chosen hard way of life. And guess what? I bitched out and I went back to the status quo, the norm. And guess what the status quo and the norm gets you? The status quo, which again, in some cases is good enough if you're comfortable. And that's the whole thing. I'm riding on this comfortable cloud and it's not okay. It's not sustainable. Again, I'm looking at the numbers. And then when you start to tack on some health issues, right, the numbers don't lie. And for me specifically, my problem is alcohol. I never thought of myself as an alcoholic, but when I do go to the doctor and they ask, how many drinks do you have? And I say with a straight face, well, you know, on the weekends, probably about 10 uh, during the week, depending on how demanding it is, I may drink, you know, twice during the week. Oh, two bottles of wine is nothing in a night. Half a bottle of Tito's is nothing on a Saturday night, you know, and that's just fat. That's not okay. It's not okay. You know, and I'm not ashamed of it because I still function. It's the norm. 
It's the culture. It's what me and my friends do, me and my colleagues do. It is perfectly acceptable to be at the office and do a liquor store run and continue on with our day. But do you know what was getting hard? What was getting hard is showing up to do this. So here I am, okay, Amber, I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to create my resume to the world. I'm going to hop on social media. I'm going to do the podcast. I'm going to share my brilliance. I'm going to give my gift to the world. And I'll get on camera and I look like, who done it? Because I was up all night drinking. And at 47, your skin looks like shit. You feel like shit. It's a disaster. And I couldn't hide it anymore. And I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed. And if you go back to my first podcast, you'll see my retarded self trying to do some lighting and dim shit and like, come on now. Like, Amber, seriously? Like, who are you kidding? Well, maybe the individuals around me, it doesn't matter to them because they know I'm authentic. They know who I am, right? They accept me for who I am. But the rooms I'm trying to get into, these bigger players, these people who have eliminated their vices and eliminated their excuses, they see right through me. So I don't have the standard imposter syndrome like a lot of newbies have, right? Because I have a resume. I have results. I have receipts. I have credentials. Like I'm about that life. But guess what? Like I'm a drunk about that life. And again, it's accepted because it's almost like a rite of passage. Like you can afford it. Like you can afford to take three days off. You can afford to have $3,000 tabs at Mastro's. Like that's something like, damn, everybody's like, oh, no, no. That $3,000 tab at Mastro's should be going to another investment opportunity or a charity or something meaningful. Not going to what? Stroke our egos, take some pictures. Like that's crazy, you know? And so when I'm in my right mind, I'll hop on social media and I'll be like, yo, it's tricking if you got it. You know, and the popping bottles and this and that, like it's not necessary. And then I'll say, okay, well, I pride myself that we actually, you know, purchase our wine and bring it in and just pay the cork fee, et cetera. So I'm feeling like, okay, you know, we're saving 30% and I'm justifying it in that realm. But again, like normal people go and have like a glass or two of wine. Like the people I roll with, we're, we're all coming in with our own bottle. Hey, you. If you're enjoying what you're listening to so far, why not rate and review the show? I promise it takes less than a minute. I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And let's get back to the show. And oftentimes it's a bottle and a half. And like, this is standard operating procedure. Well, the difference is the colleagues of mine that, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm enjoying their company with, they're not trying to do what I'm trying to do. They're not trying to get on the stages that I'm trying to get on. They're not trying to get in the rooms that I'm trying to get in, which is perfectly okay. But I have goals that I've set for myself and I'm doing the exact opposite. So as I'm posting these edits, don't get me wrong. My game is strong. Like I said, I have the receipts. I have the knowledge, but the delivery was just atrocious and embarrassing. And if individuals, you know, and, and the one, the biggest compliment that I get with individuals is they're like, you really know your stuff, you know, males, females alike, no matter age, whatever. And I pray that I resonate with the wide audience. And I'm going to speak to that in a second too, because that's super important. 
But they say, you know, like, I've been listening to you. You really know your stuff. I do. And I want to show you the step one, the step two, the step three. And I want to show you that you can do it too. But guess what? When I was learning my stuff, when I was knowing my stuff, when I was applying my stuff, I had better discipline. So as I was going up like this, my discipline was on point. Then you make it. And it wasn't ever that, and, and listen, it doesn't just happen one day. You, you're not just sitting there and you go, you know what? I made it. Let me just fuck off. Like, that's not how it happens, okay? It's kind of like how when you see a picture of yourself, you're like, damn, I put on that much weight. Why didn't nobody tell me? Or what's up with my double chin? Like, it just kind of happens gradually. So you don't realize you're doing it oftentimes until it's too late. But when you start dropping your discipline, everything else suffers and specifically the people behind you and around you. And if you have this circle of people behind you and around you that are looking up to you for guidance, for example, you have a responsibility to hold that standard high because when you drop, it gives them their excuse to do so as well. Your excuse is their way out. And it's fact. And I've witnessed it time and time again with my friends, with my colleagues, my significant other, with my son. The minute I have an excuse, the minute I drop my word, the minute I reschedule something, the minute I drop my standard, immediately, immediately, it gives the permission for the other people around you to do the same. And when you're carrying so much responsibility and when you're moving such a massive truck in these difficult directions, you need all hands on deck. So when you drop 20% and they drop 20%, it's dead weight. It's dead weight. And guess what? The more you drop your discipline, the less ability you have, the less magical you are. But you don't believe that. You still think you're that. You're not. When you were on top, you were on top for a reason. And more than likely, it wasn't the God-given talent. It wasn't your area of genius. It was a fact that you were going hard in the paint. And now that you're not anymore, you are not. It is physically impossible. It is mathematically impossible to have the same result when you're doing less. So, because I am able to take the emotion out of it, thank God for 10 years of spreadsheets, 96 three-ring binders in my garage that I have had to pull out and sit down with highlighters because I have lied to myself for so long to justify my bullshit, I saw the truth in the numbers and the numbers don't lie. I want more for myself. I want more for you. I don't take any pride in waking up late, not keeping my word to myself. And most importantly, Watching some of my closest friends struggle because here's the deal. You guys are trying to get to where I'm at. You're following the blueprint, step one, step two, step three. But you're watching my behavior. And then you're coming along for playtime. Well, guess what? When I was in your season where you're, you're at 
And while I'm mentoring you in your season, which is a different season from where I'm at, I didn't have momentum then either. You haven't gained momentum. Therefore, you can't do what I do now and still get the same result. So it's completely unfair. It's completely unfair for me to have mentees and colleagues and give them a physical blueprint, but then also give them the permission or the excuse to come play with me. It's not playtime yet. They haven't earned that. So when they're hitting their head against the wall as to why they're not getting the results, it's my fault. I'm allowing it. I'm allowing the fuckery. I'm not being the disciplinarian going, nope. You haven't earned it yet. And so that's why they're not reaching their result. It is completely my fault. So what is the point of me showing up to do this if in all honesty, I'm doing all this, but my actions are sabotaging the results of others? That's crazy. Number one, it's crazy that you get to a point where you take that kind of accountability and responsibility for other people's lives. But that's what transcendence is. Because I can't do it alone. I'm only one person. I can't grow any bigger than Amber can grow. If Amber, the enterprise, the empire, the vision, the whatever is going to grow, it is contingent upon other people and other leaders. I've taken this as far as Amber can take it. If I want to do anything more, I have to build strong leaders. And there is no way that I can build strong leaders if I'm up here shaking like a leaf. So back to how this aha moment came, I moved to California. I sell half my company. I have a messy, terrible divorce. I have an identity crisis. I immediately go get my MBA at UCI, thinking that that credential will give me some type of polished appeal. Then I meet my second husband. I saw the error in my ways through my first marriage, so I decided to show up to this marriage differently, i.e. all in, meaning not putting work or my professional development as a priority. Did that for several years. Obviously learned a lot, made wonderful memories. It, you know, it was a great experience. It's something that I never had experienced before. I was definitely in my wifey era. I was definitely in my family fiesta era something that I had never done before. Also ironically told during that relationship that I was no fun sober, which is feedback I've gotten my entire life, that I always have my business hat on, that I'm not very fun. Well, luckily, thanks to entrepreneurship and Instagram, I'm the life of the party now because I have a line at every party of people wanting to talk to me about taxes and business. So I'm quite popular now. That was not the case seven years ago. You know, I was told I'm boring. Again, all I want to talk about is business because frankly, all I do want to talk about is business. I love business. It's what I do. It's who I am. But when you want to fit in, frankly, or you want to live a little, your life is boring. You don't live. You don't have any fun. Well, I equated living a little, living, having fun, enjoying myself with alcohol. Because I'm an extreme introvert and I have extreme social anxiety. So after a few cocktails, I'm whirling and twirling. I'm having a great time. It feels good. And you know what? It is nice to socialize and it is nice to laugh. And again, 
lots of wonderful, wonderful memories were made and had. But is that going to get me to the next level? Is that allowing me to show up for you? Is it allowing me to show up for myself? It's not. It's, you know, it's a balancing act. And frankly, it just got out of balance. And, you know, I'm an extreme personality. It's, it's all or nothing. So I decided I can't do this alcohol thing. I know the only way for me to not do the alcohol thing is to put myself through, you know, physical endurance on a daily basis because it's physically impossible for me to show up hungover. I just won't. You know, my body doesn't metabolize alcohol the way it used to. So I know that if I commit to working out seven days a week, you know, and lifting heavy, it will ensure that when I get that craving and I do get the craving that I won't do it because I have to show up. And, and also to the time of when I'm showing up, because if I was working out, say, later in the day or the afternoon, you know, I might be able to mitigate the hangover a little bit, you know, so it's important for me to get to the gym in the morning, lift heavy, go through the entire day you know, and X out the alcohol entirely. So I'm not answering my phone. I'm not going to fiestas. I'm not taking any type of dinner dates, lunch dates, brunch dates, nothing like that, because it's just not in the program. The only thing I can think about right now is getting up, going to the gym, keeping my word to myself, and, you know, obviously maintaining the few businesses that I run, and then showing up to provide value on this platform and be completely transparent with what's working for me, what hasn't worked for me, and praying that, you know, some of these nuggets can be life-changing for you. So that's where I am, day 22. I am feeling strong. I'm feeling great. I am incredibly grateful for my trainer, Bob. Um, It's a completely different protocol that I've ever done before. Those of you who know, I've been on a fitness journey since 2008, so I know a thing or two. And every time I get with a trainer and every trainer that has been in my life has been life-changing for the particular season that I'm in. And right now, I am in a beast mode season where I just want to be savage, mind and body. So I have found that trainer and the gym actually to go hand in hand because that environment, it's just speaking to me. It makes me feel very comfortable. It makes me feel like anything is possible. Uh, the other clients who happen to be just badass, strong women are really breathing life into me. And I'm in a really good place right now. Uh, with this strategy. So on top of just knowing that it was 100% necessary, I also know it's incredibly long-term. Goal is no parties, no fiestas, no vacations, no nothing until the end of the year. It is June 12th, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And I'm okay with that. For the first time, I'm not looking for a quick fix, not doing a juice diet, not going to get that damn shot that everybody's getting. I'm not doing none of that. As a matter of fact, I have put on six pounds in the last 21 days. And you want to talk about mind fuck, mind fuck. But you know what? I look leaner, taking pictures. I'm getting strong as heck. I know what I have to do. You know, obviously I've seen my body naked, not popping. Okay. And I, and I want my skin and my body and my muscles to look 
as good as they can come 47. And I know that alcohol has ran a complete train on me outside and inside. So it's time to correct that. So like I said, my goal is long, but I don't plan on picking my head up until December. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling sharper. I'm not in a cloud. I'm able to think more creatively, which is why I pray that that is translating in how I'm communicating and showing up for you. So I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm already seeing a bit of the transition that, you know, from what I was doing six months ago to present, um, I, I feel like it's different. I feel like it's a better energy. Not to say that I'm any more comfortable with the subject matter. I'm definitely not as scripted, not as rehearsed, not as prepared, but organically, I feel like it's better. And I know that the reason that I feel like it's better is because of the elimination of the alcohol. So there were a lot of messages in this one. It's a lot to unpack. Um, but again, I pray that it gave you incredible value. Please like and share. This isn't easy to do, guys. So any support that you can provide, you know, to any podcaster or somebody who's showing up legitimately, giving their heart and soul in an effort to just change the world one life at a time, or even just to change the world for themselves so they can show up as a better version for themselves and their family, it should surely be applauded. Until next time. <laughs>